Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Today we're continuing our series, Shit on a Luck. And this week, we're diving into the capture of Herbert Mullen. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Poddex, for sponsoring this episode. Visit poddex.com and use promo code TCNS for 10% off your first purchase. Natural disasters could strike at any time and anywhere. There's only so much that we can do to prepare for them. While our ability to forecast them continue to improve, in the end, it all boils down to an educated guess. In one instance of such a guess, a prediction was made on January 4th, 1973. A giant earthquake big enough to destroy all of San Francisco would occur. Despite its good intentions, this forecasting would bring with it highly unusual, unintended consequences in the form of human sacrifices. As a seemingly normal teenager, Herbert Mullen tragically lost a friend in a fatal car accident and began hearing voices in his head a year later. Mullen spent the next few years in and out of mental facilities on his own accord. And in between his stay, he'd passed the time using LSD and amphetamines, which some to be believed to be the reason for his worsening mental health. During the summer of 1972, it would appear that Mullen made some effort to find a community of sorts. But after being denied by an art collective in San Francisco, Mullen, now 25, moved back in with his parents. All the while, the voices in his head become more consistent some of which suggested that the only way to prevent an imminent natural disaster was through the act of killing. While continuing to go in and out of mental facilities, Mullen was eventually diagnosed with severe paranoid schizophrenia. His behavior became increasingly disturbing, and Mullen's parents looked into getting him institutionalized. But at the time, California's mental health system experienced major operational setbacks due to budget cuts by then-Governor Ronald Reagan. Without limitations in medication, Mullen was free to do as he pleased. Unlike those who worked to anticipate natural disasters, Mullen took it a step further and decided to try to prevent them. Claiming that he was chosen by Albert Einstein to carry out the plan, he set the wheels in motion to stop the impending major earthquake predicted to hit on January 4, 1973. Mullen was guided by the belief that a minor natural disaster avoids a major natural disaster. So the killing spree began on October 13, 1972. Mullen's first victim would be Lawrence White, who was traveling by foot near Highway 9. When Mullen caught sight of White, he pulled over, popped open the hood of his car, and pretended to inspect the vehicle. White saw what he thought was a man in need of assistance, but when he approached to lend a hand, Mullen bludgeoned him to death with a baseball bat. Eleven days later, his second victim would come face to face with her killer. Mary Guilfoyle was hitchhiking to an appointment she was late for when Mullen spotted her near Cabrillo College and offered her a ride. She climbed in with the notion that she would make it to her destination. However, the car would never come to a stop, 
before she would take her last breath. While in motion, traveling down a busy street, Mullen managed to stab Guilfoyle in the heart. Mullen went on to dissect the body before dumping it in nearby mountains. Her body was found months later, reportedly so badly decomposed that signs that she had been murdered were not apparent. Mullen believed that he informed his victims telepathically that it was okay to kill them via a die saw, and in return, they expressed their willingness to die through communication, ultimately claiming them as the human sacrifices needed to stop the earthquake from taking place. On November 2nd, 1972, at St. Mary's Church in Los Gatos, California, Father Henry Tomei and Pastor Richard Halley were sharing a meal when a knock on the church's door revealed a man seeking the service of confession. Allowing Halley to finish his lunch, Father Tomei offered to help the man. Whether a confession was made or not, the body was found an hour later with three stab wounds in his chest, with Mullen claiming his third victim. At some point during his spree, Mullen attempted to join the U.S. Marines, but an observation of his peculiar demeanor and his refusal to release his criminal records caused him to be dismissed. And in December of 1972, Mullen purchased a 22 caliber handgun to continue his mission. As the fourth approached, locals prepared themselves for, <clears throat> for what might be one of the biggest natural disasters to date. Some were planning to escape the city for a while, while others flocked to purchase earthquake insurance policies as a means to protect their assets. On the day of the highly anticipated earthquake, the sun would rise and set over San Francisco, making January 4th, 1973, just another ordinary day in the Bay. Mullen believed his work had been successful, thus continuing his killing spree. Soon after, on the 25th of January, Mullen set out to locate a former high school classmate, Jim Genera, who is said to have been the first person to supply Molin with marijuana. Molin believed Gianera started a movement to ruin his mind. After trying to reach Jim in his last known residence, Molin learned from Kathy Francis, the woman who answered the door, that Jim had moved elsewhere with his wife, Joan Francis. Or Joan. Francis provided Molin with their new address where he would show up to take the lives of both Jim and Joan. But he didn't stop there. Returning to Gianera's old home, where Kathy Francis, the woman he spoke to earlier, now resided with her two young sons, he stabbed and shot them all, claiming their lives too. Mullen would later state, quote, Gianera spearheaded a movement to befuddle and confuse me. February 1973, at Henry Cowell Redwood State Park in Felton, California, not far from the Mullen family residence, four teenage boys hanging out around a campsite found themselves in the presence of a serial killer. While hiking in the area, Mullen was once again singing the die song when he fired shots at four, the four teenagers, making Mullen's human sacrificial count now 12. Before leaving the crime scene, Mullen found a rifle at the makeshift campsite and took it with him, where it would wind up being the murder weapon used in his final kill. February 13, 1973. Driving through Santa Cruz, Mullen took notice of 72-year-old Fred Perez gardening in his front yard. Seemingly without hesitation, and in broad daylight, Mullen boldly pulled into Perez's driveway, exited the vehicle with rifle in hand, and fatally shot Perez in the chest. Of multiple witnesses to the crime, one neighbor 
Joanne Stagnaro was able to get Mullen's license plate and called the police. Minutes later, the plate of the vehicle was identified on the road and pulled over, bringing Herbert Mullen's four-month killing spree to an end. Accepting his fate, Mullen was arrested without resistance, and he exercised his right to remain silent. After searching his apartment, police found evidence tying Mullen to the other murders that had taken place. Among the evidence were newspaper clippings of his recent murders, Gennara's address, and a rosary pouch belonging to Father Tomei. Mullen confessed to killing 13 people and was eventually charged with 10 counts of murder, initially pleading guilty and no contest to a judge. But the judge could not accept his plea because he had yet to receive legal counseling and was determined to be incapable of representing himself due to lack of competency. On the first day of his trial, Mullen now pleaded innocence, innocent by reason of LSD-induced insanity. Due to Mullen's change of plea, California courts broke protocol for the first time in history by judging the defendant's sanity before the trial started, rather than after the verdict. Mental health experts involved in the case examined Mullen, all arriving at an agreement that Mullen did indeed suffer from mental illness. However, they were also able to determine that Mullen was fully aware that his actions were illegal. Because of this distinction, the court deemed him sane. Mullen was found guilty and convicted on all ten counts of murder. Two counts in the first degree for the premeditated attacks on Jim Gennara and Kathy Francis, and eight counts of second degree murder. It wouldn't be until later that he'd be convicted for killing Father Tomei, and he was never officially convicted for the last two of his confessed murders. Herbert Mullen received a life sentence with the possibility of parole in 2020. Bud got his first parole in 2011, where District Attorney Bob Lee successfully fought to keep him behind bars. The parole board extended Mullen's sentence for 10 years, thus eligible for parole again in 2021. In the end, the idea that wrecking havoc stops havoc is much like the adage, two wrongs don't make a right. And that's our episode for the day. Let us know your thoughts in the comment section below. Be sure to hit that like button. Uh, let us know your thoughts on this crime, on this case, and uh, send us a tweet at True Crime NS, or you can find us on Instagram at True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.